Today on Just Jana, we get the inside scoop on being a teenager in 2020. This is the Just Jana podcast, a show for mom bosses who are looking for simple strategies and quality information in the areas of fitness, parenting, health, and life in general. Here's Jana. So welcome everybody to this episode of the Just Jana Stories from a Mom Boss podcast. My guest today is actually someone who I know quite well and who actually threw up on me daily for the first probably six months of his life. (laughs) Um, It is our middle son, Will, and I I really hope to have all three of my boys on at one point, but Will is going to kick things off today. And I just want to tell you a little bit about Will, and he is uh, in grade 11 right now. And You know, as I grew up in a family of three kids, I was the oldest, and then I have a sister who's next, and then a younger brother. And my husband is also from a family of three. He's got two younger sisters. And so three kids for us was always that it just felt like a five-person family was a complete family. And so Will um, really is the epitome of the middle child. Will wears his heart on his sleeve. He does look for, um, you know, harmony and peace. Um, One of his friend's moms once said to me, you know, Ty really loves being friends with Will because, like, Will organizes things and he makes sure everybody is where they need to be. And when, you know, he... He and I have a uh, quite a special relationship just because of, you know, a few health issues that he went through a few years ago. And so as a mom, I mean, we love all of our kids in different ways. Um, but I think because we did spend some sleepless nights when he was probably in his worst, you know, kind of health situation, that does create another layer, another bond. And so when I was talking about, you know, having him on the podcast, um, he actually just jumped at the chance. So I want to welcome you, Will, to the show today. Thank you. Um, So one of the things that we talked about just prior to, you know, hitting record on today's episode was as a mom of teenagers, and I know there's lots of moms out there um, of teenagers or maybe preteens that are are listening to today's episode. Can you just, let's just start by having you, because the world is a lot different now in 2020 than it was when I was a teenager. And so I can't even say to you, you know, as I try and coach and mentor you, like, when I was in grade 11, you know, here's how we did things, because it is completely different. So maybe walk me and our listeners through, you know, what is life like for a teenager in 2020? What does a day look like? What are the things that you're dealing with? And then we're going to move the conversation into how can we as parents really help to support all of that, you know, that goes on in your day? Okay, well, right from when you wake up to go to bed, your phone's going off constantly. You can't get away from that. There's Instagram, Snapchat, just every kind of social media you have. Something, Someone's always on it, going to be texting you. So shutting that off is really hard to get to. And then even when we get to school, there's just talk about everything that happened the night before, and you don't get disconnected from that. So do you feel like because of that, like do you ever, do you, does your brain ever shut off? Or no. how do you shut it off? You can't. 
because it's like you're always thinking about something. Right. So how do you think um, as a mom of a teenager that has a hard time, you know, disconnecting and shutting off, you know, what are some things that that we need to know as parents to make sure that we can help with that? Because it makes me think that, I mean, our brain does need a break, right? We need to, that's when, when we rest is when we kind of rejuvenate our, we consolidate our memories, our brain gets a little brainwash, you know, our, not brainwash, like <laughs> drink this juice, but <laughs> like going through a car wash, let's say it that way. Um, you know, that's when our organs get a rest. That's where we grow. That's when we um, just get ready for what's happening, you know, tomorrow. So, you know, what short of me taking your phone away, which I, you know, I don't want to physically take it out of your room because I think you need to learn how to have boundaries. What are some things we can be doing to help? There's not really much to help. They just need to learn, like, it's not going to, like, it'll be better. It won't shut off completely, but just say goodnight to everybody you need to and put your phone away. You mean to your friends? Yeah. Like, kind of close it? Yeah. And is that something that you, that you try hard to do is just kind of sign off for the night, yeah. put your do not disturb on and... That's awesome. Um, and then, so tell me a little, so there's there's the whole technology piece, right? Where when I used to, you know, when I was a teenager and we would leave school, you know, I'd get on the bus and go home and there would be, you know, plans for the weekend and, you know, maybe someone wasn't invited to a party um, and they wouldn't know until you got back to school on Monday and yeah, they might be a little bit upset, but there was this ability to, to, to literally disconnect. And when there is not that ability, how do you, you know, how do you and your friends, you know, deal, I guess, deal with that or how does it, does it bring you guys closer? Cause you are connected, but you're connected through that device versus, you know, picking up the phone. Um, how does that, you know, how does that work? Well, it's kind of weird because, like, our friend group, like, like the boys, we just call each other random times just to see how the day went. So you still do oh, take yeah. the time to make that per more personal, maybe not face-to-face, -face, but voice-to-voice -voice connection? And we're usually together after school and on the weekends, so there's not really much to say over Snapchat or anything. Yeah. So then when you are snapping, like, I heard there's this thing called snap streaks, right? Yes. Yes. And you have to, it, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a game, right? Where you try and keep your snap streaks up. Is that how it goes? It's not a game. It's just like, if you have a streak every day, it goes up by one. Right. But you don't want to break that streak, do you? No. No. And I can even remember your younger brother when he was going, I think on a camping trip and his, that was, he, me. was it you? Okay. And you went on a, yeah, you gave your Tyler. phone to your older brother saying, you got to keep my snap streaks alive. Um, how do you think, so, you know, so there's a technology piece, but what about, you know, girls and, and guys? Like, are there, are there, is there, are there hard lessons learned? Is it easy to, you know, connect with someone that maybe you have an interest in? Or how does that whole, you know, dating scene or wheeling scene, whatever words Nobody you guys use. Oh, no one said, oh, sorry. Is that? Grade that's, seven. That's grade seven. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm four years. That's so 2016. Okay, no one wheels anymore. What do, you what do you guys do? Hang out or date. You hang out or date. You use the word date? Yes. Okay, that's refreshing. Okay, so if, you wanting, if you're wanting to, like, hang out with someone, mm -hmm. are you connecting with them over Snap first? Like, how is that working? Like right when you like 
when yeah. you meet them. Like you see, yeah, you see someone you kind of like. Oh, yeah, you just ask them if they want to hang out sometime. Okay. All right. Because, you know, when your dad and I were having an interest in each other, I was too nervous to talk to him. So I would talk to my friend who would talk, friend to, his would friend. talk to his friend. It's like he heard this story before. Do you guys still do that these no. days? Well, Kind of? In like grade eight, yeah, all the time. But like, no, not so much. Yeah. Okay. So we got the tech part. We kind of talked about the relationship part. Now, what about, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, the relationships that you see in school with, with your teachers. Because I know there are some teachers, just like the teachers that I had, that you really connect with and they really become important people in your life and they help you navigate through what I would say these four years that really are forming who you are going to be as a person. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you don't have to say names, but talk to me about some of your teachers and the impact that they've made on your life. Well, just them, like, the first day of going to a class, you don't really know what you're going to expect from a teacher. And that first impression on them is just, like, with my photos teacher, like, he just came in with a big smile and was just all happy and stuff. And he's one of my favorite teachers now. And so when you saw him with a big smile on his face and super happy, what did that, what did that make you feel in your, like, kind of, in that class, in that, when you're sitting at your desk? Like, welcomed and that he was, he knew what he was doing. And... Talk a little bit about your history teacher right now, because um, for those of you moms out there who are listening, um, I think one of the greatest things to hear your kids come home from school and, you know, when you ask how their day was and you get the canned answer, it was good, or you get, you know, one grunt for good and two grunts for, well, it's not so bad. Um, but to hear them actually talk about something they learned, like that is, you know, a highlight of my day. And so... Um, do you want to maybe share, Will, last week what you were talking to Dad and I about? Well, how Bismarck was like a master chess player and he would sign treaties with other countries to make them stronger and then go fight France because he was with Germany at the time. And then, yeah, they took over France and then almost took over the world. So... um when I first heard him, he was talking to Jason and I was, you know, kind of in the conversation as well. But it really was probably one of the very first times where I heard, like, from any other boys, just this this piece of history. And so talk a little bit about your history teacher and what he does in your classroom to inspire that kind of learning. We don't use, like, everything he teaches us is from his brain like we don't have a textbook we don't have anything we he talks we write down and then we just like right now we're doing a simulation so people are in pairs of two and each person gets a different country and you have to run the country and you get money every time to spend on troops and then you have to try to take over the world and it's just like from last year's history to this year's history I've learned so much more because of how it's interactive and not just in a textbook hmm. so if we were to take some of that you know, that interactive learning. Um, how do you think that's going to help you? Because really, you only have a little bit more than a year left in high school, and then you get to move on to the next stage of your life. And so how do you think some of these experiences in high school are helping you get ready for whatever the next chapter for Will is? Mm, well, it'd be like even just talking to people in general outside, like in a business world, learning how to speak to them without like learning, looking in a textbook and seeing what you should say, just hearing it from another person. Mm -hmm. if, if there was a parenting 
handbook or rule book for some of the biggest mistakes parents could make with their teenagers? What do you think some of the rules in that rule book would be? Don't, like, I call it helicoptering. So that when they just hover over their kids, like, it's it's good, but then there's a point where it gets annoying and they're just always on top of you. And then just giving them space when they ask for it. That's important. And listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think I'm a helicopter? Used to be. I used to be. Yes. And now I'm getting much better. Better. I'm getting... <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's good. I'm learning. And I think what's important for parents, um, and again, I am not claiming to be a parenting expert, but it is amazing to, it's always amazing to me to think how, you know, these three children that Jason and I brought into the world, you know, all with a, like copy, the exact same upbringing, same home, same neighborhood, you know, all of that, um, that they... They can be so different and, and need need different things from us at different times, I guess. Um, we call it, I don't even know if the boys know this, but we, Jason and I have this thing called the parent of choice. So, and we've become very okay with this concept. Like our favorite parent? Yeah. <laughs> and it it ebbs and flows, I think. <laughs> and it's it's neat to see when they need something different from me or when they need something from Jason. And. And uh, we do call it the parent of choice. And sometimes I'll be like, well, you're on this week, Jay. <laughs> you're obviously the parent of choice because my text is like radio silent and his is and his is blowing up. So would you would you agree, Will, that that's a thing, that there's sometimes where you're more connected to me and then sometimes where you're more connected to dad? Well, honestly, it, like it's weird, but it depends on the season. Like, Tell me more. Actual season, because in the summer dad's always like closer to us with golf and stuff yeah so it's easier to text him and say like hey can like last year can you come get me from the course or stuff or do you want to come hit a bucket at lunch yeah and then like winter time it's usually you because you're more he's like gone for a while and then you're more at home so it's easier to talk to you because yeah. he's not there yeah and then how do you um you know what because there are probably some moms that are listening to us that, you know, they're the only they're the only game in town. And I know you have some really close friends who are in in that kind of, a, you know, a family unit. What have you I guess what have you learned in your own kind of some of the lessons that you've learned being a part of your friends lives that just have different makeups of what a, what a family is? Well, just like being there for them whenever I can and acting like a brother with them. Yeah. Because, mm. like, with us, my friend group, there's four of us, and we're, you'll never find a weekend where we're not together for at least a day. Yeah. I agree. I would also say that there's some weekends where I see you on Friday night and then I see you on Sunday because it's like <laughs> I'm staying over at this buddy's place and then we're coming over here and... Which is totally fine because I think, you know, your 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 blood family and your friend family are two different things, but to be able to have both of those really tight knit, I think is is super is super important. Um, would you like to know if there was a handbook for teenagers, might you like to know what rules parents would like in there? Would I like to know? Yes. Okay. That's the right answer. <laughs> As I'm kind of giving you the skunk eye, like you better say the right answer. Um, so 
I think from our perspective, just because the the world is so different, is that, you know, communication is always going to be key. Um, and the way to get parents to not helicopter is just keep us informed. A quick text, you know, a quick text, hey, mom, I'm just heading over here after school or, you know, I'll be home at this time. Is that cool? That because you know what that does is it shows not only the kind of respect for the other person in the relationship where they know, not that I need to know where you are every second of the day, but just that little check-in um, is really important. And then, you know, I just also think that the accountability and, you know, doing what you say you will do is also is also really important. So, I mean, those would be two of, you know, two of the main pieces that I just think you know, will carry because I, you know, one day my goal for you is to be an amazing partner, you know, an amazing dad, and the things that you learn now, hopefully, you'll take with you. And not that you have to parent like dad and I, but we want to take you to take your experience and become your own person and your own when you, whatever you choose to do after high school. Um, I think that we just want to equip you to be the best possible version of yourself. So we're getting ready to wrap today's episode. Is there any any final thoughts that maybe you might leave our our listeners with? Mm. Oh, you can tell when a teenager's off is when they get their supper, go downstairs, and don't talk to you for the rest of the night. Then That's... you should go down and talk to them. Okay. That is probably one of the best pieces of practical advice. So when you grab your supper, head downstairs, that's probably worth a little bit of a check-in. Are there moments where you feel like you can ch- we're chatting as a little bit better? Sometimes. Yeah. And if I were to come downstairs, if you were to grab your supper and head downstairs, you still have the permission to say, don't talk to me. Um, well, maybe not don't talk to me, but... <laughs> I don't want to talk. How about, or you could say like, hey, mom, you know, I appreciate you coming down here, but I'm just not ready to share. Something like that. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. You know, just opening kind of yourself up to questions from me. And I know that there's lots of moms out there who you've probably given a lot to think about. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for checking in with us on today's episode of Just Jana. We will see you next time. To get in touch with Jana, go to leadpilates.com or for information about her online studio, head over to metadistrict.com. Recorded and produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Please give me love. Listen, it's what we're hoping for every day of our audience, our fans, our customers, that they listen to who we are, to what we are. But it only happens when your idea is delivered well in a way that makes them feel the message. Using every audio resource available today, Sound Lounge by T-Bone takes the intention and captures it, enhances it, and presents it to your audience with power and purpose. Whether you're shooting a movie, recording a song, crafting a brand, or simply putting a story down for the future, consider T-Bone. Dedicated to the craft of audio engineering, he will deliver the attention your project deserves.
Sound Lounge by T-Bone.